Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's that time of the offseason. We got some wild trades coming from Bleacher Report. We're going to talk about that a little bit. First, I'm going to ask if Dame Lillard's recent comment to a fan is an indication of the direction the Portland Trailblazers may go with their pick, a pick that they may be shopping. And lastly, we're going to talk about why Alice Crusoe will be staying with the Chicago Bulls. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. Let's go ahead and get into it, right? It's the point of the offseason where, especially after the draft, between kind of the, 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 the where we are now, like the playoffs going on, right, but the teams that aren't in the playoffs and the beginning of the draft, there's going to be a lot of wild trade ideas, speculation, all these articles and things from these major outlets. And not that we're here to debunk them all when they happen. This is just one of the first and one of the more head-scratching ones. And this one comes from one of the more head-scratching places, uh, you know, in regards to some of their articles, and that is Bleacher Report. And so, in this case, uh, Zach Levine, uh, they, they presented a Zach Levine trade. So, it's Zach Levine going to the Orlando Magic, and the Bulls will be getting Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, and the number 11 overall pick. Now, when you break down this, this, uh, this deal, first of all, Gary Harris, non-starter, right? It, it, like, not to say that he's a terrible NBA player or anything like that, but that's not really what you're looking to get back from the player that is – uh, really a linchpin in your franchise. And on top of that, Jonathan Isaac, who while he did return, immediately went down with, what, another ACL injury? Come on, y'all. And Jalen Suggs. Now, while I'm not I don't, I'm not completely down on the talent of Jalen Suggs, I think Jalen Suggs is going to be a high-quality backup in this league for a while. But mainly this deal is built around the 11th overall pick. And it's not like it's a – and maybe that is the market for Zach Levine. Maybe you can't get a top-10 pick um, in, in a trade package for Zach Levine. I don't know. Again, I haven't been on the phone with any GMs, but in this draft, the 11th pick, while there's some talent around it, Grady Dick could, could be around that area, it just does not seem the deal of the caliber that the Bulls would be looking for from Zach Levine. This is a team that already set their asking price for Alice Caruso at two first-round picks. You're getting um, a, a bad knee, a player that, uh, that uh, and Gary Harris, a player that is okay but nothing amazing, and the same thing with Jalen Suggs. That's what you think that the Bulls would accept for, for Zach Levine? No, nah, this deal's ridiculous, and this isn't a deal that's going to go down. It's just not going to happen. So, B, uh, I just had to, you know, talk. I saw that. I was just like, that's weird. And that's not to say that the Bulls may not, if they need to move into the top three in this draft, that they would not maybe be willing to include Zach Levine in those deals. But I just don't think for the number 11th pick and the uh, uh, Jalen Suggs, the unhealthy Jonathan Isaac, and Gary Harris is going to get it done. That's just my opinion. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. But talking about the number three overall pick, that pick is owned by the Portland Trailblazers. And you guys may have seen it. Uh, Dame Lillard had an interaction with the fan on Twitter in which the fan would basically alluded to that instead of trading the number three overall pick, the Portland Trailblazers should be looking to move Dame Lillard. 
And Dane basically retweeted this with saying, hey, start the petition. I'll turn it in. Um, he went on later to kind of, you know, add a little bit more color to that as far as what his thinking is and the fact that if the fans want to trade them, then trade them, then so be it. But, you know, I, 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 we could never understand what it feels like as a basketball player to hear a fan base that you have completely dedicated yourself to, right? Dame Lillard stayed with the Portland Trailblazers when all the experts and everyone was saying, you need to leave, especially if you want to win a title. You need to hit, hit the road, go to another team, force a trade, and go get yourself on a championship-caliber team. And throughout all the years of that, throughout all the ups and downs, all the different variations of the roster, all the people who've come in healthy or not to that team, Dame Lillard has been the constant for that team. He's he stayed and maintained with that team and fought through and, and basically dedicated to himself for a team that didn't have a clear path to being any shape, form, or fashion a contender in this NBA. And so to hear the fan base kind of turn on him with that, I'm sure it sucks for him, right? I'm sure it sucks for him. Now, you know, we talked about a little bit over on NBA Central how it could make more sense for the Portland Trailblazers to go young, move Dame, get assets back for him, and then see what they can do. Now, this isn't a thing to say that Dame is coming to the Chicago Bulls. I don't think that that's happened. I don't think that the Bulls can put a, a package together for that. Could they get that number three pick? There's some. I, I talked a little bit about the, the chances of that. But I do think that Dame's confidence, especially one in which this response to a fan, to me, indicates that he knows he's not going anywhere. And that, that's not e either to say it's been some rumors now to come out to say that, you know, Portland may be comfortable keeping that number three pick and drafting a player that they feel like they fit next to Dame, especially, you know, when you look at Jeremy Grant kind of being a free agent there, if Brandon Miller is there for the Portland Trailblazers, you kind of have your, your built-in replacement for Jeremy Grant there in a lot of ways, not saying everything matches one for one, but you can do both. You can stay young while still, you know, bringing in a player that's albeit going to be a rookie and not, not probably make the impact right away, but is that going to be enough to appease Dame Lillard, right? And that's the biggest question here with the Portland Trailblazers as they try to live in two worlds. And, you know, the Bulls didn't do that successfully. That doesn't mean that other teams can't do that successfully, but they eventually have to make a decision on what to do with Dame. And if it's built around Dame or if it's shipped Dame out and, and really start over with your franchise, you have to make that. This is a perfect opportunity to make that decision for the Portland Trailblazers. And so as we see the situation around Dame uh, happen and, and how, that, how that situation could go, you know, the Bulls have an interest in a sense with what happens with the Portland Trailblazers, right? We own their, their next first-round pick that they don't make the playoffs until 2028. After that, it converts to two second-round picks, I believe. And so if the, if the Blazers do decide to hold on to Dame and while still go young, there's a chance in which we may not get that pick, right? We, we may not. They may never make the playoffs. And they could really sit back and realize, like, hey, yeah, we're, we're, we're interested in maybe trying to move some first-round picks, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. We're just going to wait it out. And in that case, the Bulls would again be losers of, of a deal that they made just because of the nature of how things shook out and not proper futurely forecasting that. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Dame and the Portland Trail Blazers. I just wanted to mention that a little bit because I know that the Bulls and, and Blazers names are going to be kind of be, um, you know, locked in with each other all offseason as far as what the Blazers do with that pick and how it affects in, anything with the Bulls and, you know, that, that 23 overall pick uh, as well from the New York Knicks that they have. Speculation with the Bulls possibly getting that. And so we'll, we'll monitor, we'll keep it going here at Chicago Bulls Central and just figure out what, what eventually happens and if the Bulls do get lucky, which God ain't listening. Um, but moving on to the next topic, Alice Caruso uh, has been a big topic of conversation in certain circles here and other places 
um, as far as if the Bulls could look to move him to add some more assets. Now, um, Casey Johnson in his most recent mailbag basically alluded to the fact that it's not happening, right? That Arturis Karnasova and the Bulls plan to keep uh, Alice Caruso and that teams have called about Alice. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. He specifically mentioned Golden State Warriors in that, that they have tried to uh, have conversations centered around Alice Caruso. And we knew that around the trade deadline, the Bulls set the price for Alice Caruso at two first round picks. Now, Many people thought, hey, what y'all smoking dicks right now, trying to get two first-round picks for Alice Caruso. But I think that was more indicative of the how the value that they see Alice Caruso brings to this team. And as long as they are trying to compete and make playoffs and do those things while still, you know, try, wait until they really get a team that can really be a competitor in there, Alice Caruso is highly important to the Bulls' culture, um, to the Bulls' ball movement, all those type of things. So Alice Caruso is 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 more than likely going to be back as a Chicago Bull, and that's fine, right? But we start getting to a place, and the reason why I put that on the list, I don't think anybody's really too surprised at Alice Caruso staying a Chicago Bull. I don't think that, I don't think too many people are shocked by that. But the thing is, is that with this Bulls team and how strapped for resources they are, right? We talked about it. If you re-sign Kobe, if you re-sign Vooch at that point, you, you got $7 million under the luxury tax and a mid-level exception. Even if you do let Vooch walk, which some fans want to see happen, which still kind of confuses me, but some fans would like to see that happen, you still, it doesn't really net you, it gives you more of that mid-level that you can use, but it doesn't convert into true cap space for you to still go out and just 
use that same $18 million or so you'd spend on Vooch. You can't just go and use that on another player. You're then limited to just your $11 million, about $12 million mid-level exception and your biannual exception, but you can't use that fully either without going into the luxury tax. So overall, the Bulls' assets and what they can use pretty much stay the same. And unless a move is coming, one that we don't necessarily see, then the Bulls are basically, they're running it back. And I think that the writing's on the wall for a lot of Bulls fans to go ahead and be upset is that primarily this team is running it back next season. They may, they're going to see what they can get with that mid-level exception. They may see what they can get with moving some of, the, some of the players on this team, maybe not even one of the big three. They may look into that. But overall, we'd be lucky if this team runs this team for the most part back with, with Kobe with Vooch adds a point guard from the free agent market, and then maybe a shooter if you can if you can get one in with a trade or something. Overall, the prospects of the Bulls drastically changing this roster don't seem like it's going to happen. Now, we went into the season that we got DeMar, that we got Lonzo with no cap space either. So signing trades are a tool that you can still and that are, that are built so you, you can still improve your team even when you're, you're, you're over the salary cap but underneath the luxury tax. So We'll see what the Bulls do, but I think all signs, every kind of thing that we're hearing, they're open to reshaping around Zach. They, they more than likely are going to keep Alice Caruso. You know, we've heard some, some tricklings about DeMar, but I, I, I just don't see this front office moving DeMar either just with the way that they've handled things. Overall, it's looking like an offseason where we're going, to be, we're going to come back primarily with the next team, the same team next season, and I know that's going to bring a lot of frustration. Now, in talking about deals, before we go for the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls' names have been mentioned in a lot of, with interviewing a lot of draft prospects. And this has brought some hope from some Bulls fandom uh, that the Bulls are absolute, that well, as a, as a sign that the Bulls are absolutely going to look to trade into this draft. And I'm here to tell you guys, I don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case, right? Again, not saying that it's impossible. And I'm not saying it's either improbable either. But I am saying that, yes, you do your due diligence. A lot of teams meet with draft prospects even when they don't have draft picks because you just never know, right? You want to keep yourself available. And if something does happen on, or op uh, opportunity opens itself on draft night to where a team is looking to move a pick, you want to still have your due diligence. You want to still have interviews with these players so you know who your target is if that, if that happens. It doesn't necessarily point towards for sure the Bulls getting into the draft. Now, one could hope that they do. And I think there's enough picks being shopped around right now to where the Bulls theoretically could get involved in a deal. It's do they want to pay the asking price, right? When you look at the Bulls this, this year, we've talked about Dallas. We've talked about um, Portland. We've even talked about Portland twice, right, with the th third overall pick and also with pick number 23. There's also some, you know, calls for, you know, some other teams around could be looking to move off their draft pick as well as they try to do some other things with their roster. So there's a lot of things around that that point to maybe, just maybe, there's a case for the Bulls to maybe get a, get a draft pick. And, you know, you look at um, the Magic, there's been some rumors there that they could be looking to shop. I think they have the 11th overall pick yet because they got it from us. Um, so there's some talk there. There's some talk around, you know, um, uh, the Kings at number 24, uh, things like that. So there's a possibility that the Bulls could get into the end of the draft. And there are a couple players in there, Imani Banks, which somebody brought up, like some players around that area that you could, they're high upside picks. But the question is, and the biggest question that we need to ask ourselves is, with the, where the Bulls are right now, do we necessarily see them going on, on players again that are high upside? 
And to me, that's where you start whittling things out, right? I don't necessarily see the Bulls going on another player that's a project. We still have Daylon Terry, who we still need to figure out the most to get out of. Patrick Williams is still, even in his going into his fourth year, still a project piece to a certain degree as well. And I think that if the Bulls are going to trade into this draft, it can only be, I would, well, I would hope that it's only in that top 10 area because that's where you can get the talent that's kind of has a skill set that's ready to go to contribute for you right now. You can also find that later in the draft. That's not to say that there aren't players that are there, there, that are there later in the draft for that. But when hearing the Bulls rumors around having these conversations with potential draft prospects, to me, it's just AK getting ready for anything. And AK's talked about that before. You have to be ready in case any, this is the NBA. Things are so fluid day in and day out that you have to be ready for how things change and go over time. And hopefully the Bulls are doing that due diligence in this case uh, with these players that we've heard that they've interviewed. We'll end up seeing if anything comes to fruition for the Chicago Bulls. I, for one, I just want this team to be improved. At this point, whether it comes by going younger in the draft, whether it comes by going after veterans on the trade market, whatever it comes by, signing, training, whatever it is, improve the team. And as we go forward with this, like I said, it's looking more and more likely like the Bulls are going to be running it back. But that's it. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys as well get ready. Tomorrow's the uh, on the weekend is the mailbag episodes. We got a lot of voicemails and text messages in already, but I'll tell you guys how you can get some more in if you want to be part of the mailbag episodes. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Also, if you're on the YouTube side and you want to leave a mailbag question there, just put mailbag in front of your comment. Leave your question there in the comment section. But that's my time for today. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.